Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Soon to be joined by Vance in the front of the Ranger. He's running a little late tonight. Uh, we have Todd Young on speakerphone from MC Fishing Guides, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook, mcfishingguides.com. And we have special guest Jesse on the phone. Uh, he's here to talk, well, pretty much what we always talk about is musky fishing. Um, this podcast brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com, Fatty Z Musky Products on Facebook, Instagram, and um, all those other outlets, but they don't get updated as much as they should. I should probably stop saying that, but that's yeah, honest. So, St. Croix Rods, we'd like to thank them, Guide Staff and Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, uh, best on earth. Check them out. Everyone knows them. Most people use them or have had one. Um, let's just kind of jump right in this. Jesse. Yes, sir. You are driving, so there's a chance that there could be dropped calls, but we're going we're gonna to wade through it. Uh, we'll do our best. We'll, we'll do, that's all we can ask for. What, uh, give a little background on, uh, on your fishing history. Grew up fishing uh, Lake Wood. Uh, lived in the states, but head up there every summer. Did a little guiding after high school, and then uh, went to college and pursued a career down there. So we do uh, musky tournament up there every year. Or, well, I guess last year was our first year, but we're going to do it every year now. And out in Mister Falls, Ontario. So you, now, do you live in Wisconsin? You're from Wisconsin, then? No, I'm uh, from Minnesota. Minnesota, okay. Yeah, yeah just north of Twin Cities. So, okay. Yeah, we got a college of fish like the local lakes around the metro area, but nothing ever compared to uh, Lake Woods. Get very spoiled up there. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the scenery uh, is always a big difference in fishing those other other lakes. I don't know how far. I've never, I've never been out there. I've never been in Canada. But that's that. Canada. I go to Canada all the time out here where we're at, but I don't know, as far as north as I've been, I've, we've been up to Cass Lake, and uh, I've been to Leech Lake, those were all just for PMTT events, the only time I got there, but I'll tell you, the most favorite lake out of all the lakes that we did when we did those events was Lake Minnetonka, that, that was the most favorite one that I went to that I fished. Now, we were there in the fall, I could see why people say it gets pretty trafficy. <laughs> yes, I'm sure, but it was a beautiful lake, it's stripped by style. Weeds everywhere. I loved it. Dale and I had great success on that lake. Uh, I love that lake. I was that that that's been the, my favorite one of all the events that I'd ever been to. We, we did them for four or five years there. Uh, I just like the fishery, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's a pretty pretty large fishery in that area. Lake Minnetonka by far has probably the best chances for large fish. I would say in the metro area. Yeah, I guess Twin Cities, Saint Saint Paul, Minneapolis. Uh, we fish more on the northern side of the Twin Cities, uh, okay. St. Croix River, areas like that. Still big fish, but for some reason, Lake Minnetonka just has a bunch of fish in it. Yeah, it has a bunch of fish. I mean, we saw some big fish cast in that lake. That, uh, and it was it was like, as you said, it was big. I mean, we, we were there for maybe four or five days before the tournament, and uh, you try to pick it apart. We did a lot of trolling just to learn the lake, and that's how we got fish but we ended up catching some in the tournament casting but uh you know we didn't get to explore it all there was lots more water there and uh, as we left like i said it's one of the few places we went to is like 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind coming back here again. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's a nice the northern lakes where, you know, leech with meat and cats with meat, but uh, yeah, that Minnetonka was pretty exciting for us. Yeah, we uh, actually lived not too far, a couple hours from Cass and Leech up in that area. Okay. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's a reachable, you know, doing a day trip. Still kind of far drive, but it's doable. It's a beautiful area, that northern uh, Minnesota. I mean, it's a lot different from where we're fishing around here in Pennsylvania and Ohio. I mean, those, those are, you know, they're, they're, those are big lakes, and there's not all that many cottages and stuff on them. There's some, but uh, not real built up. And, uh, it's, it's, it's like those lakes are like going into Canada where we go into Canada. That's what they're like. I don't fish any remote areas up here where we're at. I don't think there is many of them. Uh, just north of us, you know, because we're Toronto's around, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are some beautiful lakes. Yeah, uh, the thing I like the most about Lake of the Woods is you get out there late September into October. Uh, we used to throw up their duck hunting, but you get out there that time, and it'll be days before you see another boat. Yeah, that's, uh, that's me. You get off the main path there, days before you see a boat, and every car, every cabin or island that you drive by is all locked up and winterized so nobody's really up there um walleye fishing up there at that time some of the best i've ever had but now now lake of the woods you're that place i'm trying to just remember which hundred and some hundred and some thousand acres right over a hundred thousand acres hundred and some thousand uh, i don't know or have the numbers in front of me but yeah. it's a lot mm-hmm it's, uh, it's, I think it has more shoreline than Lake Superior. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's you know, like... When you edit all the islands and everything, it's got more shoreline than some of those, wow. those Great Lakes. You, you, look at, yeah. you look at a map, and it looks like someone shot it with a shotgun. Yeah, they were trying to pattern it. It's just dotted with islands everywhere. It's, yeah. If, if you take a, a real look at a map from a... large scale map. If you look at it, you'll have the big area of water, big water there. And then all the islands and everything, they made kind of a, a spiral. It looks almost like somebody took a rock and just spun it in a circle. Um, it's kind of cool when you get a real large map like that. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. I think I know what you're saying. That It's like in a swirl pattern. I don't know if the glacier stopped right there and then spun around as it carved it all out, or like about face. Something can happen. Yeah. So, but it's it's one of those where you know the trip we were up there, the biggest fish we saw was it was a little cup with a probably a five ten yard patch of cabbage in a just a rock shoreline. We threw into a pocket in that, and that, that fish came out, and it was a big. It was a big one. Was this was this on your most recent trip, like a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago, I should say, or is this just all time? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, had, um, had a couple over the years. It's not every year, but it seems like every five years or so, there always seems to be one fish you see that. 
just surpasses everything else. Those are the monback fish. Monback next year. Monback fish. It's old timers. Said that one time when I was up in Canada, I saw that one of the last day we were there, and he's like, "Yep, those are our monback fish. Monback next year. Try again." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know. My my experience, you only ever get to see them once. Yeah. And uh, you know, they're they're ghosts. They. We had one that cast it over uh, the weed line edge and cast it over it. That thing didn't even follow the bait. It just came vertically up out of the weeds, probably into about three inches of water, just sat there, and then just sunk vertically back down. Hmm. By far the biggest fish I've ever seen. And I've put a few 50s in the boat, or, you know, 50 pluses in the boat, but... Well, let's let, let's make this fun. Assign some numbers to the biggest fish you've ever seen. Um, last year I saw one that was easily 55, 56. Uh, during during that tournament we were doing it, they give us a 60 inch bump board because it's a video release. It was like one of the first video release tournaments that they were doing. Um, and you bump it, you know you bump board it in, in the water and everything, and then you film the release. And I was fishing with my father, and I saw the fish follow, and it turned and saw the boat, and as soon as it saw the boat, it laid down on the bottom. And when it laid down on the bottom, its belly just flattened out. And I looked at it, and I looked at the bump board, and I looked at my dad, and I'm like, you see in there? And he looks over, he goes, oh, my God, and I was like, we need a bigger bump, you know. We might need a bigger bump for it. I don't know how big it was. I'm, you know, anything over 55, I'm skeptical to guess on it, but it was in that class. It was in the, you know, lifetime fish kind of deal. So, how, how long have you been going up, up here, Chesty, up to the Lake of the Woods area? I've been going up there since I was. Seven years old. Cool. Yeah. And you're uh, 17 now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those uh, are, are, is all the lakes in the woods in Canada or is there part of it such as down into this, into Minnesota? The border actually runs right through the uh, big water area. That's what I was thinking, yeah. So if you look at the map, Minnesota comes up and sets that little. I don't know, here or a spike that goes up to Canada. Mm-hmm. That's that's the U.S.'s part of Lake of the Woods. Now, is that a place that people fish a lot, or most of the people went to the Canadian waters? You know, I've never fished on the on the the U.S. side. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't. I I imagine they're there, and I'm sure people catch them out there all the time. I know people go up to Northwest Angle. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, and, and fish out of there. Um, so that big open water, you know, it's a lot of reefs, not very deep out there in the big, the big water area. I have to look at a map to see how, actually how deep it is. I want to say it's about yeah. 20 feet with, you know, rock reefs all over the place. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that, that'd be fun. Uh, I'm sure you, you am sure, uh, you know, probably part of the reason you're going back to the same place where you go. I mean, I do that on our little lakes here. I mean, a lot of those Canadian lakes are dangerous. You, they're not mapped too well, and 
you could be in umpteen feet and in nothing in no time. Once you start learning an area, it's hard to just keep always moving on. Yeah. Well, you know, with, with enough years, <laughs> I, I've, I've learned quite a good chunk of it. Um, yeah. But I can't even tell you how many times I've taken hours and told people back to town or back to whatever resort they're staying at because they've taken off lower unit or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true Canadian fishing. <laughs> there, there's, certain, there's certain rocks out there that aren't on any maps. And here's why. I think of one that uh, we call it the can opener. It's like 30, 35 feet all around it, and then it comes up to a sharp point. And it's like a knife blade. And it's not on any map. So it might be on the new maps. Now that people are doing their own charts, you know, creation stuff. Yeah. Um, but for years, it was never on any map. Hmm. Uh, and that thing, you know, if the water's a little, like, low water here, it'll be three to six inches out of the water. But 10 feet off, then it's 30 feet deep. Now, just, uh, with my track record of not hitting anything, I'd probably be extra careful up in those lakes like that. Yeah, I would be getting a new motor in no time. Yeah, Vance Vance has joined us probably five minutes ago. Just... How you doing, man? How you doing? We got Jesse on the phone. Yeah. It's nice to be brought back in. I'll have to give you an invite to come up if you can't get you to repower that boat you're on. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> he, he, he likes to go fast too. I mean, the only place I go like that I mean, is the uh, Georgian Bay. <laughs> There's whatever ten thousand islands, and yeah, you got to watch. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that's a big you know that's a big part of uh, you know taking those trips and getting up there into those into those types of bodies of water. That big water is a lot of just isn't. Uh, it makes it more satisfying when you have your little run and you can get around, you know, and it's uh, neat when you're fishing places like that that I've seen, yeah. you know, guys like, how'd you get there? I mean, I can't even find out where you're going and how do you hit the motor and that, well, yeah, that, that's learning. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's an area where I, I grew up running a 18-foot aluminum boat, I think it's from the 70s with a 25-tiller. Mm-hmm. Just an aluminum boat, and 13 years old with a life jacket and buddy in the bow, and have at it. There you go. That's cool. And what are you, what are you fishing out of now? I'm sorry. What are you fishing out of now? Uh, last year, I bought a 1875 Impact. Nice. Impact. It's a 150 four-stroke on. Nice. Did you get a kick yeah. kicker? I do not have a kicker on it. Um, I went with, uh, I was looking at a kicker in that, and I just, I don't know, I just couldn't do it. I don't troll, like, uh, barely at all. Okay, that was my next question. You don't do much troll out there, mostly casting then. Yeah, mostly casting. Um, Some guys do, and they do well. Um, If I ever troll, uh, I lose bait. They get into a crack, or you know, they bounce them off the rocks and stuff. And the rocks aren't like weeds; they don't they don't give. So 
You just got to up the poundage on your main line. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Stronger lift. Steel cable. Oh, what? I, did, I did do a, uh, a 112 Altera in the, on the bow. You got that How new? old are you? He's 17. I'm sorry? How old are you? 30 ish. Okay. And you're already you're already into the the and you don't troll, so and that's considered the lazy man fishing, but you'll have a powered stow deploy trim. Yeah. So <laughs> just uh we had T Tony Grant was telling us about that down at, at Cave Run and uh he just got one of those Alteras and he's like, I just can't lift that thing anymore. It's a pain. In, it's a pain in the butt. So I just sit there right at the steering wheel and press a button. I say, "Okay, boys, have at it." I was like, "That that maybe I should have got one of those things, but I got some years left in my back." But it is a pain in a pain in the ass. And that's, that's I I got it because I was going through and it's like, you know what? Buying a boat and spending this much money on it. What's another thousand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bring out another it's thousand. The kicker. It rings. Yeah, no kicker. I mean, what the heck? That's cool. Yeah, it rings. It I mean, ring, I like rings. It. If you true. Like it so far. Everything's oh, working good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Love that boat. I, uh, you know, Vance. I think probably should have made a different choice. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, are are the, you busting on the motor or the haul? The haul is fine, man. The haul is fine. <laughs> yeah. Well. The haul is know, fine. I think the motor is probably good. I think. It's Bad yeah. But, you uh, just don't get. You how, just. How are, how, how are those teeth, by the way? How are the what? <laughs> oh, my teeth. Oh, from the. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no <laughs> trips. No trips. I'll just be doing, you know, the annual checkup every once in a while. No, no tooth pain. I haven't bit through any any sweatshirts or anything. The the boat's been running good. Knock on wood, you know. I. But I always say, TBD. <laughs> To be determined with that with that rig. <laughs> oh, man. I like the, those the, those. Water well and the the imp. Yeah, it's, it's a, a full. It's that's a, a lun, right? With uh, yeah. Up there where we fish a lot, I would like to do glass, but with all the rocks and everything. Yeah, very wary on glass up there. You just tear it up. Man, it's just like a completely different style of fishing than it's probably beautiful up there. What and you're attacking these humps and mountains and Vance's boat choice. Uh in <laughs> uh you know, points like that. What do you what do you how how are you attacking them? You burning bucktails, chucking them right up in the shallows, pulling them around? Well, the last trip we had always seems to be a pattern that you pick up on once you get it, it's good for about three or four days. Mm -hmm. And this last trip, the first three days we were there, man, they wanted bucktails. We went out, we got up there, set up the cabin, got out, was like, all right, we're going to go fishing before it gets dark because we have time. So we went out and we saw probably 13 fish in the first hour. And my my son was trying for his first and had one hit at both sides. Um, first spot we hit. We saw three separate fish on the first spot we hit, and he had one take a bite at it at both sides, but he didn't know what to do. And I was watching it all go down, and I was like, well, it's not, you know, too late now to say anything to 
try to help him out. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was a good trip. So the bucktails were good. We had a little bit of a cold front come through and went dead calm on it. Uh, and then the fish seemed to move uh, down in the water column. They're probably three feet down. But the water column, the top of the water, hit 81 degrees. Oh, wow. Right there, which is really hot for up here. Right? Oh, yeah. I would think so. <laughs> so that cold front's a good uh, thing. Yeah, well, it's good and bad. I think the cold front came in, knocked the temps down into the 70s, but Southern was beaten down so hard, and it was so flat calm that it just cooked it, cooked the water. And that's when the temps really spiked. And the fish seemed to move down lower. Um, when we first got there, it was, you know, bucktails up into the shallows and bring them back, you know, burn them a little bit and then kind of run them a little deeper as the cast goes on. Um, but after that, that uh, real still spell, uh, it seemed like the fish moved just a little bit deeper. Mm. They were still active, but. There was a day there where they weren't moving at all. We didn't see one, but we could only fish, you know, three, four hours a day because probably burned my, my son up pretty quick if we didn't all day or like I do with my buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going through a quick mental count, and I could be incorrect here, but I think in my days of musky fishing, I've caught... Four on bucktails. Yeah. Four muskies on bucktails. I, I just, you know, I just can't get them to eat them around here. I kind of quit fishing them. You're not, it's it's completely different. Right. I'm just, I, you know, we're, he's 24, 26 hour drive away from us. Mm. So I'm, I'm trying to do just some comparatively, you know, speaking some, you know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they're fish, they have rocks. Yeah. Not, not like... Rocks set somewhere so the road don't wash away. Yeah, like, <laughs> or like little rocks on the bottom that dudes will be like, it's a great smallmouth area. Oh, it's a gravel, rocky bottom. It's gravel a gravel bottom. pit. You know, these are giant mountains. Yeah. That are submerged in the water. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah, we definitely don't have those types of lakes around here. Mm-mm. Man-made reservoirs and. <laughs> yeah, even even the uh, the twin cities are are more of. I think what you guys are used to down there. Yeah. And it's not going to really, you still have your rock piles and stuff, but it's more uh, weed oriented, I would say. Yeah. We got there, most, every fish we saw was on the rocks. Mm -hmm. We didn't pull anything out of the weed. Except for maybe maybe a couple. Now, do you have a, as you're fishing there, you do a fight too, right? Do a what? You're dealing with northern pike in that lake, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, we usually just take them off the side of the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what, what kind of catch ratio between pike and muskie do, do you typically experience? What kind of, I'm sorry, what was that? The, the, the ratio from pike and muskie, you know, caught. I mean, I, there was a time where I fished a lot, and I could say I'm catching on average three pike for every muskie or something like that. What, what are you experiencing? Um, you know, if, if you're really fishing, if the fish are on the rocks and you're really fishing the rocks, it, 
it seems like the, the big pike, the real big pike, like to stay on those smooth rocks that are down deep in that cold water. Uh, the little ones, they're up in the weeds, up to like 35 inches or so. They're up in the weeds. Um, every now and then you'll get a big one that's on the rocks, but for some reason I don't see uh, a lot of pike on those big rock humps. That could possibly be because the biggest predator in the area is a musky, and that pike needs to get out of there because it needs to be dinner. So, <laughs> so you, you, more or less it's just the occasional catch. It's not... Like, oh, we're going to go out and at least catch a couple pike today. Yeah, well, if we go out and, like, hey, we want to go on action and we want pike, we'll go put on small bucktails or, you know, a nine-inch suic or something and go and hit sweet bed. Yeah. You know, hit a, a bay that could be considered a lake in some areas <laughs> and just fish, fish that wheat bed. We'll pull, you'll pull pike out every three or four cats sometimes if they're really on but you know you might see a muskie in there but yeah you have lake there's a bunch of stuff up there isn't is there lakers in that lake there are uh not in the area that we're at yeah. but uh, just north of us it goes into clear water and deep and there are lakers in there and there are big muskies in there so nice well, Never caught anything out of there, but seen them. Yeah. What's the biggest pike you caught? I hate to keep dwelling on this, but you're you're in uh, an area that can put out a monster. You know, the biggest pike I, I've caught, I think, is around 38. Hmm. Okay. 38. I've had some bigger on, you know, that 40 inch range on. Mm hmm. Um, some of the biggest pipes I've, I've seen get pulled out of there are pulled out of uh, jigs in October. People hmm. digging for walleye. Hmm. Hey, right down on the bottom, yeah. Do, do you ice fish Lake of the Woods at all? Um, I, I do not. Um, our place isn't really set up for winter. I've been and everything, but the, it's just it's hard to get out there in winter. Yeah, so... There's no ice road that goes to our place. The ice road goes kind of towards our, our place, but then it veers off down another channel, so we don't we don't get the ice road. We can't, like, drive out to our place. Just about everywhere we got, we got we, ice roads. We don't even really know what that is. We just have roads that they're either plowed or not plowed. Yeah. yeah. Well, they go out and they plow these roads. Okay. Like, how much snow do you get up there? We'll have portages that go around the channels that have enough current to where the ice will either not freeze, so the water will not freeze, um, or the ice is dangerously thin. So. And that's that's where all the fish are. So that's where you'd want to set up and and, and go ice fishing, right? <laughs> usually on the edges of those. Yeah, there's usually a lot of fish. That's all the current is. Everything gets bottlenecked down into those channels or the, uh, you see it on Musty Hunter, or like always saying, fish the narrows and everything. And, yeah. You know, that's what they're talking about. You get those big currents and it, you know, if you get a strong wind out of the west, it'll, you'll get big currents for the first day and a half. And then when the wind stops, you get a big current going back out. Nice. 
So big body of water. I'm I'm checking it out now. I mean, it, what what area do you concentrate? Where do you run your business we're, out we're of? Down in, uh, He's just a bit. If you start at Mr. Oh, really? Ontario. Oh, okay. We fish uh, pretty much have a mental map of all of uh, Labastan Bay, uh, Stony Bay, Stevens Bay. That area. If you get up into, if you're looking at the map and you go north. The bay is called Whitefish Bay. That's where the Lakers are. Okay. So that's like gin clear water. Oh my. Whitefish Bay, isn't that in that Ed uh, Gordon Lightfoot song? I know it's not Lake of the Woods. Gordon Lightfoot. Isn't Gordon, <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot? What is he saying? The Edmund Fitzgerald. Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh my God. <laughs> my buddy would always play that when he was like hammered. He'd be like, you got to listen to this. You fish about the... I'm like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> great, man. Boat call an iron ore? <laughs> yeah, I, I think the boat sank or something. It sank horribly. Mm -hmm. People died. Yeah, I was like, I don't really care to listen to this at 2 a.m. I got to go to bed, wake up, and do a shift. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, I've, the only thing I can relate is I've been to Malax. How does Malax water uh, compare to Lake of the Woods? Um, it's been so long since I've even fished Mille Lacs. Now, you kind of have to pass Mille Lacs to get up to Lake of the Woods, right? No, see, we're on the other side. We're on the, the west side, where I'm at now. Um, we leave from the city to go straight north on 35 to Duluth, and then cut west from there. So we kind of just go around the center of Minnesota there. Okay. But, uh, um... The Lake of the Woods is so big that each bay can kind of be considered its own little lake. You usually have a narrows or something that'll where the lake will change. So where our place is, the water is very uh, tea-colored, stained, like a dark tea. And then when you go into, say, Sabastron, it gets more of a, how do I say, a lighter brown, more sediment in the water. And then, say, you move into another bay, like Stony Bay, the water gets clearer, and the weeds grow taller. Um, Stevens Bay is typically pretty clear. Um, but each one of those, if you're not getting fish in the bay or the water color that you're in, just go to the next one. Try there. Hmm. That's interesting. Like Sabastron Bay, you can maybe see two feet. You know, uh, maybe three feet on a good day. Uh, Gore Bay, that's right by right up the Mister Falls. There, you know, if you have a really good 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 day and the rains haven't been pushing a lot of sediment into the water. Um, you can see five feet down. But it's all it's all stained a, a brown. That's not I would I would go to the clearest water because I like to look in the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then you'd be fishing whitefish bay, which is you know, you can see some areas you can see twenty feet down. That's me. And you and you say you fish the Canadian side all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just checked oh, it sure. checked it out on the map. That's just insane. I mean, I don't even know if you'd be able to cover that entire lake in a lifetime. There's, is is no, it that, I, that I big? I, it would take you a lifetime if it. I mean, there's. If you ever had a chance to do it? Yeah, there, there's so many so many areas in there, and danger. Just looking at it on the map, it's just wild. Danger. Endless fishing. Yeah, it's any island. You know, just about every island has a spot that'll have monkey on it. That's incredible. I, I try to stay away from the big weedy bays, though. Why is that? Pike. They're paying the, the butt, and there's a lot of pike in there. Yeah. I bet you there's giant muskies eating those baby pike that are pain in the butt. Yeah. I've got a story. My first 48 inch muskie I caught, caught it. I'll take a picture and I look in the mouth. I was 13 years old, look in the mouth, and there's a pike tail <laughs> sticking out <laughs> about as far as his tongue was. Wow. So he tried to eat a, a nine inch suet with this, I don't know, we, he spit it out and it ended up being 22 inches, I think, to the base of the skull, or the base of the spine. Wow. The skull was all gone and everything, but it was 22 inches. So it was that big, and he still tried to eat a, a uh, nine-inch suet there. That's incredible. He probably had it just minutes before. His stomach was just <laughs> so supercharged. Well, it, was, it was all it was all half half decayed and falling apart. You know, the only thing that really had scales left on and, and looked like pipe was the tail itself. Just hadn't moved. You know, move down and through the digestive system, digestive system yet. Wow. Like I said, probably six minutes in the mouth then. So. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know how strong their stomach acids are or anything like that. I, I, I got a story that, that that's kind of relating along with this. I, I was taking a family friend out. He, he's a little bit older. I'm not going to mention names. I know he's not listening, but. He, he wanted to, he, he still hasn't caught his first muskie. He's had opportunities. And I forget what it was. It might have been like Castaic made these little swim baits. They were bass swim baits. And he was using it. It was a painted rubber bait. And he had a, he had like a, he had a fish hit. Okay. Whether it was a pike or a muskie, it was winter fishing off the bank. He reeled it in. Anyways, whatever. We, 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 we talk about it. The next day. He comes up to me, he goes, Andy, I think that there's uh, like some sort of venom in those muskies' mouths. <laughs> and I'm like, why, why do you feel that way? And he, he holds the bait out, and he's like, look at this. The, 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 this paint job can just peel right off. I think there's <laughs> some like acid or something. <laughs> like, you're, you're making this way too much, you know, mythical creatures yeah. with acid. That's just a cheap paint job. Yeah, and that's and I. It's, You're reading a book from 1900, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's Komodo dragon. Let, let, let paint. Yeah, that's poor musky. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's probably why it spit the hook. Didn't like the taste. <laughs> but yeah, so that kind of relates well, I mean, to the acid. It, it, you know, what would you guys have out in, in Minnesota in your area? I mean, it's just. 
you know, until you travel out there, all the guys listening from around here, you know, people travel for hours and hours to get to Chautauqua Lake, which is a natural lake where we fish, and it's, you know, 17 miles long, and you, 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 there's not that many natural lakes you can go fish around here. So different than up there. And, and we were driving, and I, I said earlier, you know, we went on the PNTT excursions, and you just, you're driving to Leech Lake or Cass Lake, and as you're driving up through, it's just like, oh, look at that lake. Oh, look at this lake. Oh, look at this lake. It's just so much different than what we have around here. Uh, and much, I mean, it makes you, it makes you a little jealous at times for, for where you live. Uh, you know, I talked to the guys in Wisconsin and stuff. Sometimes they would say they have, you know, 50 musky lakes in their county. <laughs> it's craziness, you know. You know. Uh, they, they don't have to travel to go to it, you know. Pennsylvania has about five natural lakes in the whole state. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we have some man-made reservoirs, but, you know, the, the endless fishing you guys have up there. Is, so when you do stay at home and fish in, in VA, you say, or in, yeah, in, in, in Minnesota there, you do, do some, some local fishing also? Yeah, we do a little bit. I don't have any... Uh musky waters that are real close. Everything's about an hour mm-hmm. and a half away from where I live. Um, we'd, we'd like to change that with a move. But do you have some waters in, in you know, some of those waters up there in, in, in northern Minnesota don't hold any muskies? Um, yeah, some don't. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're all yeah, natural they, lakes, right? Or are they damp yeah. reservoirs, some of them? I think, I think the majority of them are natural lakes, mm-hmm. if not all. Uh, I'm sure there's a, a few that are dammed up reservoirs, but, you know, it's uh, it's just it's where the glaciers decided to melt. Mm-hmm. Drop everything is down by the cities there, so they got all that, that water, and, you know, they just stay maintained. It, it's a beautiful area to fish. I, I saw the guys that are out in your area, um, it's definitely worth the trip if you get a chance to do it. Oh, uh, they're beautiful the bodies of water. Yeah. Yeah. Lake of the Woods is not like any other lake um, that I've ever seen. You know, and everybody talks about, you know, what's the, you know, like, like Lake St. Clair, got really big fish. A few years back, I think a podcast in the past, you guys talked about Lake Mille Lacs was spitting out pigs like crazy, and kind of seems like right now Lake Vermilion um, has a you know a big push that there's a lot of big fish in there. And and one thing I've noticed is that Lake the Woods has always been consistent. Um, yeah. Any given day, you can put in a 48, 50 inch fish. You know, I've seen 57, 58 inch fish come out of there as well. Um, you know, they're not around every corner like anywhere else you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it's funny, it's over the years of fishing up there, I've been able to kind of follow the the year class. Uh, two years ago, 38-inch muskies, and they were on every point, every everywhere. You know, last year they were all about four, you know, 40 inches. It seems like they're all 40 inches. And this year, they all seem to be about 43. 
And I, I assume that's um, all natural fishery up there. There's, there's no stalking yeah. or anything. Yeah. No, no stalking in that lake mm-hmm. whatsoever. And, you know, the Ministry of Natural Resources or whatever Ontario calls their DNR, mm-hmm. um, you know, they do a pretty good job. Their, their size limit up there is 54. Um, and even then, I'm, I'm almost positive most guides and most people won't keep that. Yeah. You know, they go with, go with the replica on that. But to get a 54... You know. That's a lot of dinners. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you do with it. But uh, my 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 largest is fifty one and a half. You're in good company. So I'll tie in. I'll tie in with the the story here at the end of the end of the show, end of the podcast, I guess. And so what's you have? Uh, you're going out for a trip. What's your go to lore? Uh, go to when we first get there. I'll, I'll put a now remember what podcast you're on. <laughs> That's yeah, a joke. Uh, That's a joke. That is straight, straight up. Uh, you know, I, one of us will have like the go up there with my buddy. One of us will have a a bucktail and a topwater, and we'll run those, and we'll just cover. We'll cover everything. We'll cover the weedy bays. We'll cover the rocks. We'll cover the points. Um, big boulder piles kind of see where the, the active fish are and you can kind of get a feel about what they want you know judging by their follows that they're following in slow and deep and then we'll adjust from there and we'll throw you know jerk baits like the uh the raptor and i i can't i can't bring myself i, I bought some of those big bulldogs and stuff but <laughs> I, I can't bring myself to throw those things i, I take those things with a passion you what? It sounds as he's not a fan of the giant rubber. No. Well, you're in good company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't stand I mean, him either. You cast those things for a couple hours, and I think it was your man Steve said, you take yeah. like an hour long shower at a hotel or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty like, much. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. I, yeah, they may catch fish, but. There's a lot of other stuff that'll catch fish too, so they'll catch you a back I mean, surgery. I, I I really think that's why a lot of the people like they like that part of it is you know only you got to work work harder than I think you need to <laughs> to catch yeah, fish. You know I think that you know my for years I've got probably fifteen suics in my pack of box that are all through different stages of hookgrass so they look like they're dying the brand new um you know so it'd be the bucktail throw on the rocks and i throw a suet when i have rock and weed mm-hmm. and my, my biggest problem that i have is the lip or the the nose of the of the jerk bait yeah completely gets chewed up to the point where i've hooked into fish and I have in the eye hook, or not the eye hook, but the uh, the eye. The eye tie. Attach a leader to. Yeah. Rip, you know, pulls right out, and all you got is a chunk of wood on the threads. Because you've beaten it up on the rocks so much to where it, it almost looks like a, a brush. <laughs> nice. Yeah, see, and that, that, that's just different stuff that we're not dealing with 
but I, you know, the, the, the place that I can relate to, as I said, about, I told you earlier about one of the Georgian Bay, I mean, the stories you're saying, I mean, it's, it sounds like it's a lot of the same type deal. You know, we trolled for a long time, trying to cover water, find some fish, couldn't find any. I had never been there, and I was fishing with my friend Dale Wiley there, and uh, he's like, okay, let's go throw some bait. We pulled into a weed bed. He put a jerk, this is after all day, we hadn't caught anything yet. Put a jerk bait on, and he said, come on, pipe. Threw the bait out, it hit the water, he took one jerk, he had a pipe on. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's where we're used to fishing, and that's why he, you know, every time we went there, it takes us out of our element a little bit, because that's what we caught. We were casting, it's like, these pipes are insane, this is craziness. <laughs> they're T-bone and bait, and they're half the size of the lure, practically, <laughs> and you get tired on a hook, and it's like, okay, let's just go back to trolling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, I mean, I can relate to that, and also, like you're saying, with your lines and losing baits, you know, with, with uh, you know, Dale's lures, a lot of these lures we're using have a Lexan lip, and, uh, you know, at the end of that week, I've snapped two or three lips off my baits. We ended up doing the uh, steel line most of the time when we went there, when we were doing our trolling, because, you know, you're trolling with these, you know, I use tiger braid or these these, these fancy lines, and you, you start hitting into the rocks, like you're saying about your can opener there, and we, you'd be trolling, all of a sudden, you, the rock would start bending back, whoop, gone it would just slice it right off it was like yeah. running into razors under there so it's, i mean it's a total total different fishery than what we're accustomed to <laughs> they, they can get expensive real quick mm-hmm. you know you only do that a few times and you're out of hundred bucks now now let me ask you this you brought up expensive what's the deal with these really expensive baits or at least what's your opinion on them that 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 that's just kind of taken off in the last two or three years. Would you use them? Um, what what I mean? Can you give me an example? Hundred dollar bucktails, hundred dollar giant oh. deep divers, top waters, top waters that are like you know. Seventy you know bucks. I, I I I guess I'll put the name on there because everybody knows the like. You see them on Musky Flea Market, the Dadsons for 150 bucks. Um, you know, I have some, but I'm not going to pay 150 bucks for it. You paid 125, which is understandable. That's understandable. No, I. I, I <laughs> it was a joke. You know, I put in my order. I, I put in my order with, uh, you know, Musky Tackle Online or whatever online people or shop carries them. You know, and and, and wait. You know, I can I can wait six months. Six months out of the year, I can't fish anyway. So, what's a six month wait? If all the water. Your frozen, whole fishing season. Yeah. Yeah, but if all the water's frozen, yeah, I don't have a problem waiting. Yeah. So I, you know, I I would use them. You know, I don't think. You know, I think they all have their time and place. They're all tools. So, if that's if that's how you want to if that's what you want to do with it, with your money, then by all means, I don't think you know you can take a, a double cowgirl or whatever and slap on an extra belt, you know, sinker on there, and there you go. <laughs> I don't know if there's any real big difference, but yeah. you know, I, I do prefer a heavier bucktail up there. That runs deeper. 
Mm-hmm. That's just personal preference, and I found those dances run run perfect for me. Do uh, do you modify your own baits up there? Like you had already talked about, uh, you know, obviously just literally like ten seconds ago about heavier bucktails. You talked about your jerk baits getting the noses all beat up. Uh, I know we've had discussions, you know, obviously before the podcast about, you know, a little armor nose for a raptor. Um, do you find yourself tinkering, or are you just, uh, I don't want to mess with it, I'm going to go fishing? Um, you know, it depends. If I find, so, so the wood baits are different. Um, it seems like if you get one that's good, you want that to last as long as you can because you go through six or seven or however many more before you find one that runs, you know, mm-hmm. close to it or similar. And that, I think that just has to do with the inconsistency, inconsistencies of wood. Um, yep. You know, I know we talked, I, I threw a raptor when, when we were up there this last you know, a week or a little over a week ago. And, uh, it was hard to put down the bucktail because that's what the fish wanted. So I, I didn't throw it much. Um, but when I did, you know, I, I pulled out and looking at the paint job, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> it is all chewed up and the, <laughs> the nose is, I, that's why we, that's why I think the message on, you know, kind of putting some kind of replaceable lip on there or nose on there or, I don't know, just a piece of steel in there. I don't know. Just to protect it because it's. If it's working, and a lot of times we'll run lures and just bang them on the rocks. Mm-hmm. You know, really yeah, really slam them into yeah. the rocks, and, you know, it'll get, still catch fish. And that's the only thing that'll turn the fish on. You know, they're really slamming it into the rock. And, you know, you only do that so long with any bait. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Before, before it's, you know, it, it just doesn't work anymore. So you were you were having tr- yeah. I used to throw a lot of uh, Dale Wiley's jerk baits. So the, the the tie point is right on the front. It's like a blunt nose, and the tie points there. And you know they were weighted so they would go down. And when we fished those, there's some places we went to Canada. I'd be banging. I got to go slamming off those rocks a little bit. And uh, there was times I wish I would reel it in and go to take it off. At the end of the day, I had the eye screw. Was slammed into the front. I pounded the yep. eye screw in, and I couldn't get the eye tie out, you know, because that was wood. So I mean, it was every time you banged it, I was banging, slamming right into it, you know. And you know that yeah, just, uh, <laughs> that used to happen all the time. Yeah, uh, I noticed that the suits do that. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I did find is, is uh, the bobby baits, you know, because the eye screw is inside the mouth yeah. or whatever on the nose yeah so you get a little bit more protection but you know sometimes they don't want that bait you know so here's so, a whole other thing here's a whole other thing we can look at andy i mean i put a little manufactured little armor plate that goes across the face of those things for these rock guys that obviously like i said this is so far out of where we're fishing but make a little helmet for it I might need yeah. to. <laughs> Put a little helmet on the raptor. <laughs> you know, and, and the raptor runs deep. And I, I, 
I used it uh, first in uh, Cass Lake earlier this summer. And bright, sunny days, barely any wind. Didn't think we'd see anything. And the only thing we saw was off that raptor. And they were following in seven, eight feet down. Because it was getting down there, yeah. Because it was getting down there. You know, when the fish up on Lake the Woods, when the fish do that, I usually put on uh, a depth rater or a, a jake. Mm-hmm. Usually a six-inch because the nine-inch, you know, you just can't. I mean, I'm sure some people could cast that all day, but it's not enjoyable <laughs> after about three hours. But, uh, you know, I have a, and then use that almost like a jerk bait. So crank it down, yep. hit the rock. Let it flow, crank it, hit the rock, and just kind of jerk it as you're cranking it in. Exactly. I had a couple. I had a couple depurators a long time ago. That that's you know before before we had all these options and jerk baits locally here that I was using. I, I just had Suix and you know some Edlatiano Ready Eddies and stuff, which were you know you know basically like refog style baits. And uh, when I was trying to get them a little deeper, I caught I caught. I caught a lot of fish throwing uh, depurators, doing just like you're saying. Do it just like a jerk bait. Pull it, bam, feel it hit the rock, let it float a second. Feel it hit the rock, let it float a second. So you can beat the crap out of the front of that bait. Yeah. And uh, I've got then, you know, it worked. Yeah, I have one depurator where half the lip is gone. That point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's half gone and it didn't break off. It's it's just worn down. Worn down <laughs> from banging rocks. Yeah, you know. Cool. And then it and then it starts not running true. Yeah, at a certain that. point. Those are that that stuff is harder. I mean, to me, much harder to hand somebody. I mean, we do this with our guiding all the time. For me to hand somebody a crankbait, they here use this like a jerkbait. Much more work. Yeah. And jerk, trying to yeah. jerk that, whether it's a, you know, Vance and I both had guys catch them on, you know, I've had guys throwing, guys that just couldn't get it down there when I was trying to do throwing tough shads or throwing bakers, we've got them on all those stuff cranking, but, you know, when I grab one of those and playing around a little bit, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll use this a little bit as a jerk, but I want to get down a little deeper. I throw it for 20 minutes, I'm like, this is way harder than a wrap, this is way harder than a regular jerk bait, <laughs> you know, because of the pool. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of pull on that and you know it works though so mm-hmm. suck it suck it up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's easy well, to tell guys keep throwing yeah yeah while you're oh, slamming a big goal yeah it's 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 a lot easier to tell guys just keep going guys when i'm just standing there playing on the trolling motor yeah <laughs> <laughs> going for positioning okay. come on you guys got to keep That's going. <laughs> yeah, on a remote. Keep the feet kicked back, and I'm just playing with the key fob. If if you had the fancy That's motor, sure kind of guy advances here. <laughs> <laughs> there was. I'm like uh, like a whack a mole out there. You know, constantly squatting and standing up. Guy comes back, goes to cast him down, I'm back up. I'm looking over, seeing if anything's falling in. You ever take one across the face yet? No, and I don't want to talk about it. I think I jinxed you it. You haven't got hooked yet. I can't, yeah, man. I'm very, very agile. Cat-like speed <laughs> and reflexes? Yes. There's one's when you're looking the other way. I know. You, it, I'm getting... You're going to get one guy 
Well, you're going to wish that you had that football helmet. I know. I've... <laughs> you sit there all day, back of the boat, huddled down in the corner. It's 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 come, uh, you know. It, it, I've I've come close, you know. They've they've come across my face and and whatnot. And, but I'm I'm always. It's always in the back of my mind, you know. I'm like, all right, this guy's. Gonna, might go this, in the back this guy's gonna yeah. This guy's gonna cast right now. Okay, I'm I'm ducking, I'm dodging, and stuff like that. And it it, it came across like I, you know I could hear it just like the wind like. The five D's of dodgeball. And I was like, oh my god. And I just I let out like a Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it happens, man. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Keep going. I, did have a, I, had a, I had a swimmer bounce off my chest this year. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's Left a little, uh, just a little bruise. But yeah. I, I didn't get hooked. That thing must not have a good hookup. You got to sharpen them hooks. <laughs> if your mouth was open, it would have caught you. Yeah. <laughs> Right in the center of my chest. <laughs> we just want to hand these old ones where it's half the hoops cut off. That's yeah, right. Yeah, there's yeah. probably one hand he's old. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Really he's, he's getting Thanks, digs Kevin. on all of us. I know. I know he has something on Todd, but I, I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're here podcast, and you're like, oh, you know, friend Todd on Facebook. He'll uh, friend you. I did that like a year ago. I'm still oh, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I go sit there every once in a while and get all that stuff. Get to, okay. Was that the guy you were talking about, Todd? I got your name. We got your name. We'll get you one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you friended up. I canceled the request and did it again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy. Hey, let me. Look. You know. Hey, Todd, Todd. I'll speak for Todd on this. Todd's not too good with the phone and stuff. It's not rotary dial. I mean, he's he doesn't even, he doesn't have the Facebook app, man. It's it's like he goes into Safari. Oh boy. Yeah. So. Help him out. Yeah, I, I, I need to get up on that more. I, I don't. Yeah. Like I said, I see him. So I see. Oh, you got a friend request, and I hit him. Unless it's some, you know, Chinese person. I'll do. So I can't even read what they're writing, and then I don't friend those people. The Ray Bans, <laughs> Ray Ban, that was huge. Yeah, the Ray Ban, Ray Ban. That's where I started. Anyone who said friend press, I said yeah. Oh, that's a that's yeah, no. That's dangerous. So, yeah, so I, I had to like if I look and it says that you have a hundred mutual friends, I'm like okay, that's good. I'll hit that one. Because you can, but you can then you can then you run a business off of that. Social media now. Oh yeah. Oh, I think every, most people are. I've. Yeah, so. You know, like I, I tried to get the the Facebook app on there and many apps for Todd, and it always like comes down to I'm like, well, what's your iTunes password? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then so like, we just don't get that app. It, it kind of stalls out real quick. Yeah. Once like, you uh, hit that roadblock. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, let's let's fish. <laughs> <laughs> So, if anyone out there that's listening wants or has requested Todd to be a friend, the only thing you need to do is get in line for a podcast guest and call him out on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I will write your name down. Yeah. And I'll go out of you guys are going to be booked for like the next year and a half, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've, waited, I've waited for a year. There's got to be, you know. We, 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 I have... 
I, I, we're juggling a lot of guests just in in the background, lining people up. It's it, it's difficult as, as you know you. We had you scheduled for at least one other time, and it oh yeah, and it fell through. And then we tried desperately a few times after that, just didn't didn't match up. Yeah. Vance and I are taking over the uh, uh, Muddy Creek webpage. That's what we're going to be doing this winter, is helping me with this stuff. I, I still look at the phone sometimes when it rings. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong? Someone's called me on my cell phone. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've gotten over that a little bit with the, with the business because I do get numerous calls every day that I got to talk to and line everybody up. But I still, it's still a phone. That other stuff is... I sort of look at it a little bit. I'm afraid to press too many buttons. I screw things up. That's, uh... <laughs> well, and I, I looked at, uh, I think Andy and I were, were talking on my first order I made uh, for some Raptors. So I wanted to give them a shot. I wanted to try them out up there in Lake of the Woods. So it's exactly what I'm looking for, uh, you know, for banging up against those rocks. It's easier than pulling a crankbait. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Andy, do you remember? It was, it was what, right after the Super Bowl? Mm. Like that. We were talking about we were talking about the Vikings and how I think it was right after they botched that oh, kick yeah, against right. the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Lace's old man's kick. Uh, <laughs> you know. So what do you think about that? Out there. At, least, at least they're consistent. <laughs> <laughs> They consistently let you down. Hey, far. I think it was like 20 below or something up here. And I was talking to Andy and we were talking and we started talking about fishing. And she's like, okay, um, I'm standing outside. And like 10 minutes later, like, finally, finally, we ended the conversation. I think I touched Andy right after. And like, and I would have talked longer, but it was freaking cold as all the other out here. Love it. Can I say that on podcast? <laughs> well, you already did. There's no yeah. going back now. You, you can edit. <laughs> that that that's extra effort. <laughs> that is. Um, I looked at uh, Vance's Facebook page, and I just I don't know. You just couldn't become a friend of Vance's. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, I, they, they were like, "This, you do like bodybuilding or?" Yeah, I've done a couple shows in the past. Yeah. I haven't done one in like a year, really? and a year and a half. I think it was on there, and, and I saw it, and then I looked at other, I don't know where, it was right after Andy and I talked, and so I thought there were, I saw at the time I was resending the friend request to Todd, and I looked at yours, yeah, I mean, you're not going to live it down there, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Uh, uh, but I looked at I looked at yours and uh, there's like bodybuilding pictures on there and it's like I don't know if that's him. Maybe it's uh, the, I couldn't. Yeah, it's so me. That was you. I should have done it, but I didn't do it. He's a he's becoming more of a musky guy now. That's the thing because I don't know how long he'll have that. I don't know. It's t- it's tough it's tough look, eating out there on the water. That's for sure. Look across the bow, and you're gonna see a doughy physique that you're gonna have. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still get it in. Um, Wait till you. Yeah, the social media stuff is great. That is. You gotta love it. It's nice. 
I did do an upgrade this year. I did I did do a couple legend tournaments. Who did ya? Yep, I got a, a big nasty and a big dog, and they are great. I love our I big dogs. Old, I, I was I was running the old six nine pool cue. Mm-hmm. You know, I for, get for I, jerk yeah, baits like the classic the jerk. Got just this business, but yeah, I'm actually throwing that one. A lot less work. It is. This is a little heavier in your hand once you first do it. You know, every once in a while I pick up one of my old six nines and the jerk, and I was like, oh, this is pretty, pretty light, but you can't get that thing to respond. You can't get that bait to jerk like you can with that long pole. I mean, you're just not with the swing. Yeah. The, the difference in that foot and a half is unbelievable what you can do with that rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I couldn't with less effort. Yeah. I couldn't pull the trigger on the tranks, but uh, I did find uh, on sale a couple of uh, Toro NACLs. One was a high speed, one was just a regular 5.3, I think it is, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I paired, paired those up with them, and they're running great. <clears throat> I just started using that one, that, that Lexa... What 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 is it? The th- you you got the HD three hundred. Yeah, the HD three hundred. I really like that one. Did you, did you see the uh, the iCast? They they came out with a four fifty. No, I didn't see that yet. Mm-mm. I think I think that's that's their new one is a four fifty, and I you know if it holds up, I think it'd be great. If it does like fifty inches of crank, I might have to drop the tranks. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's kind of built like that, but the, the price tag I think is about. Two fifty three hundred. I don't think it's like five hundred dollar. Hmm. Uh, pop. So I'm gonna have to take uh, a look. I might have to look at that. Dear man, Andy. Yeah, the guy that's yeah. had one rod and reel for the last three years. <laughs> I, I enjoy looking and just seeing and comparing numbers and and how it fits in. It. I guess it. What what does Steve yes, what does Steve call it? Fantasy fishing or something like that? Yeah, 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 fantasy fishing. Yeah. <clears throat> the numbers. You can't really go, so you can at least think about it. That's right. They can't control my thoughts yet. I usually run my gear until it dies. I run mine until it dies, and then I give it to Andy, and then if that's he it, says yeah. it's no good, then that's exactly, yeah. I buy another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do this, this winter. I'm just going to ship all my stuff to him. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll have a package. He, sitting. He, he needs stuff to do. He has nothing going on right now. He does. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> I had to tell Andy to get all you guys to get your priorities in order. I, get this thing done. It's been like, what, two weeks, did you say? It's been 15 days since we recorded a podcast. Yeah. You've been busy. Unsatisfactory. No. Oh, we've been busy with trips and stuff, you know. It's not the same doing the three phone ins and you know. I don't care, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You were messaging me. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah. No, but I hear uh, I hear Vince, I hear you're heading up on a trip or 
I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, I mean it's more of like a, a hiking trip with my lady, but we're gonna fish for a couple days. Now, a hiking trip does that include a pulling something? Yeah, I'm gonna take my boat up into <laughs> the Georgian oh, Bay. You are. Yeah, I'm gonna take the boat up into the Georgian Bay area and fish up there. Lovely. Well, what's the worst that can happen? The motor doesn't work <laughs> when I come back. I'm used to that. Bring it on. <laughs> He's got a hundred and twelve pound. That electric has gotten me to shore way more than I would like. So you know, I've got, I've got trust in it. You you, you just got to start doing what I do. If I had a motor problem, I could literally poke my rod into the <laughs> the shallow side and push me to the other side of the bank. Yeah, it's like Venice. You're yeah. like an Italian guy out there. <laughs> you could you could pull your way back. <laughs> you just get out of the boat right. and I'll just step yeah, out and I'll be knee deep, take shore, my socks yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> just walk it down the oh, bank. Yeah. I'll just let it get hung up on the next shallow section, twenty feet down. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, this area that I want to fish, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. I'll, I'll give a fishing report of that. We're going to fish two days, and we're going to, you know, do boyfriend-girlfriend stuff the other days. But uh, Antiquing? Yeah, we'll probably go into some shops and stuff, spend a little loot. Um, Are you going to get me anything? Yeah, whatever you want. Nice. Uh, and, but, the, but this... The, the the lake that I'm going to, it has really, really bad boat access, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to put, you know, a big rig on it, so it's kind of a shot in the dark, but there's other areas to fish up there, uh, but Do this, it. this one place that I really want to fish has, like, a really, really crappy uh, launch, which is essentially a bank. Well, as long as it's not, like, a mud bank that's you know, steeper than 30 degrees, you'll be all right. I, I'm going to take yeah, chest... Bunk, chest bunker rollers. Uh, bunk. Bunk. Spike the brakes. Yeah, but the problem is, yep. you know, when I, I'm going to take chest waders. I think I'm just going to get out, you know, back up, keep a rope on it, put her in the boat and just kind of get it off the trailer and then pull it to shore up on the rocks or something, you know, and then getting it back in, that's going to be nice too. I'm going to like... What is... Go ahead. I'm going to, like, you know, give myself an hour for each put in and take off, just in case it gets... Okay. So, this, it is, this, is, yeah. this is what you got to do, and this is advice from Andy. Andy's advice corner. Mm. Allow yourself the amount of time you would at a good launch, because you'll become very resourceful very quickly, and it'll go smoother. Okay. I have to process all that, but... For now, I will just say yes. <laughs> when, when, when you have no other option than to get it done, you're going to pick a path, be committed, and it's going to work. That's what you got to do. I love it. Positive. That's right. And if not, you're just you got reverse lights. <laughs> do, you, do you do anything when you pull when you pull your boat up on the rocks? Do you, do you do anything? You put anything down, or you know, is that way? I mean, for me. Part of the reason why I bought aluminum. Yeah, I. You know, maybe I, I'll get with Andy and we'll, we'll come up with a uh, keel guard like that'll work on an aluminum boat and be the only one out there that doesn't. I don't. I don't know. You know, it's a couple days. 
I'll be careful enough where I don't think that I put any any true damage to it. But you know, I kind of cringe when I have to pull pull it up on the rocks or even push it into shore, ride up onto shore, something like that. You know, but I don't know. There, you know, it's brand new, and there's already so many scratches and nicks on it already from you know taking clients out and stuff. I really don't care. I, I'm going to go on record and say that my fiberglass boat, I would power wedge it into the rocks yeah. to have it hold. <laughs> yeah. I, Not power load. I would wedge it in the rocks with the motor. <laughs> I don't think my boat has ever touched a rock. Really? Or pulled anything. But we, we did get stuck on a little lake one time because we, we lost. It was nice and calm. It was just a gravel launch, probably like what you're talking about up in Canada there. We put the boat on, no big deal. I sort of, you know, jumped in, jumped into the bow. and But then the waves picked up, and the wind was blowing the wrong way. Yeah. I, you know, I drive in there, and I'm looking at my truck. no launch on the lake, and it's just this gravel pit going down in the water. And I'm sitting in my boat, and I got my buddy with me, and I was like, I... Sorry to interrupt you, I'm going to do Five minutes. I'll be right back. Yep. I'm like, I don't have a, I don't have a plan for this. I'm not quite sure what to do here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I made my friend jump off the bow of the boat, go up and get the truck back it in. Then, then everything was good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's what I'm nervous about is putting it back on the, on the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, it off never that big of a deal. You can only usually get it off. And does, does Lori know how to run it yet? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Yeah, absolutely not. And uh, you know, but I, I think in that situation, I'd just pull it up on shore again, something like that. It'll work out. You know, yeah. you always oh, yeah. you always figure something out. I mean, it takes me like two seconds to put the boat on and off. When I, when it takes longer, it's when people try to help me. Mm-hmm. Because you're yeah. you're already in, in the groove with how, you know how you're used to putting your boat on and off the trailer, and uh, you'll be like, you know, somebody grabs a rope, or I'm like, no, no, no yep. just go ahead, get out. I'll see you in yeah. five seconds. Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing that I, I I would do is is bring you know. A fifty-foot rope that that has of substantial, you know, tensile strength, mm. and have it rigged with maybe like a heavy-duty carabiner. If you are having problems getting it your trailer deep enough, hook hook it to the to the bow tie. Yeah, and try to get it close enough. Get someone on shore to hook it up to the winch, and start winching yourself in. Oh yeah, and just once you get it attached to the to the trailer half the battle's done yeah and if you need to you know pull the winch back out make another knot up closer and just keep inching yourself mm-hmm. closer yeah that 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 would be my thing but most people have an anchor rope that could probably withstand you know that mm-hmm. just just to keep it yeah so yeah it, 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 it does mess you up man especially with the uh like you know i, I launched like you know 100 days and there's been two two days this year where like people were like there early. Uh, I said, okay, we're going out at seven. I show up at six thirty. I like when my boat is tied up, everything's ready when they come. Oh, they just get in. These guys 
early or an hour early. And, uh, you know, and then they start talking to me. And I go around, and my, my routine gets yeah. screwed up screwed up quickly. Yeah. That... So I launched the boat one time this year where, I mean, I, I caught it right away. As I was backing in, I realized, oh, gosh, I did, I did put the plug in. Yeah. And then just the other day it happened. They were talking, and I, was, I, I, do, I start at one side. I come down, unsnap, bang, 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 bang. You guys started talking, and I went over, shook hands, met everybody. We're getting ready. Yay, yay, great trip coming up, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, I put the boat in the water, pack it in, jump up to the bow. This takes me three or four minutes yeah. in the morning. And it was a, it was a uh, it, you know, it, I, I jump up there, I hook the boat, and I give it a little push. It's like, oh, gosh, I forgot to take one of the straps off. Yeah. So I, gotta, I run back, pull my sleeve up, reach down into the water. Oh my! Undo the snap, you know, but you know, because I had I forgot to I take the strap off. But that only happens when when you get uh, interrupted in the regular in the regular thing there. Yeah, that happened. Okay. That, that happened well, today. Perfect. That hap- that happened today, and I, I was like, I was just like, wait. It's not time. You're going to screw me up. And it did. Perfect. Well, let's, uh, uh, was that Jesse? My my original question there is, uh, you know those rubber mats with all the holes in them? Yeah, like at restaurants and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I got one of those, and I lay it down on the rock now when I bump up on there. It seems to work pretty well. That would work hit really the rock right. a little hard with my boat. So I hit the rock a little hard with my boat uh, the first time because we didn't know how far back. Because you'll have it. I have a rope tied through the top there, a 550 cord, so it'll drag underneath the boat mm-hmm. in the water. And we missed, we misjudged how far back it should be, so I took a good chunk out of my keel there. But Do you have a keel guard? Do you have a keel guard on that, like that? No. No. Well, you know, I, I've, I've looked and looked, and some people say they work, some people say they don't. A lot of places don't. You know, they're all made for the the fiberglass boat. Right. But yeah. So, uh, what I want to do is make one for the the Lanzu and the Crafts and more. Uh, you know, for those for the metal boats. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't seem like anybody else has been out there to do it, and probably now be a little behind the ball now. But Andy, you want to make yeah. a you, you want some, me to come up with an adhesive that can hold rubber to aluminum? That and the metal lip for the Raptor. The helmet is your yeah. next task. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna make some Raptor helmets and some more swimmers and the yeah. hybrid swimmer. Give me a Raptor helmet. I'll, I'll give it. I'll run it through a week and. <laughs> You will be the yeah, first to get one, because Lord knows the mud and the weeds don't hurt the raptor nose all that much up here. No, no. We'll do some tests. I'll, I'll fire it at a, at, a, at a nice wall, some some rocks. How are you gonna? You're gonna have to hold it by the tail hook. Drive it nose first. I'll just whip it, John Elway Nerf style. Okay. Straight into a wall. Fastball. It'll yeah. make it. It'll, it'll make a little nose heavy. Yeah. That'll be good. 
be nice. Yeah, it, it seems like like the one I have runs now. It's already nose heavy. Um, yeah. You know, when, when you do a pull on it, it seems like at the end of that pull, it pretty much goes vertical almost, and then levels out. I don't know if mine are running. Mm-hmm. The way they should, but if if, yeah, if you keep good. your uh, keep your line tight when you when you pull, it should it's, follow. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll follow your line. That's what you know. That's how we run them. Okay, so you're constantly keeping tension on that. Yeah, I mean you're 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 gaining on your slack. You know, like when I'm when I'm jerking. You know, there's ra- it, it's it's rarely. Uh, a big slack line, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll pull it, I'm already right back into being able to pull it again, but that, that lure is already at that depth pause because of my retrieval. I'm, I'm straight at it, pull. And it, well, as soon as my pull's done, I'm reeling it, reeling yeah. up the slack. Yeah, now, I'm right there, and my rod tip's pointed right back at that big. That doesn't mean I'm pulling once a second. That means I'm, I'm pulling because I, I've had many fish hit when it stops, and if, if, if my line isn't tight, it's hard to sense it. Mm-hmm. And here I am talking like an expert, and I don't get to go fishing that much. But I can tell you what I do. Well, you make the bait, so. Yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> that's. Yeah. I, might, I might find myself in uh, West Virginia here in the next year, year and a half. So I might have to take a weekend and come up and bug you guys for, for a day. There you go. Do it. Sounds do a good. day trip with you guys. Sounds good with yeah, us. Well, these turners do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You won't. You won't have to worry about the rocks. That's for sure. That's right. So uh, let let let's hear a story to kind of wrap this up. All right. Uh, a friend of mine. Oh, we're we're nineteen. Uh, in Ontario, you're you're legal to drink at nineteen or eighteen. <laughs> and uh, we went to the bar the one night and there been real heavy winds and we're dealing with three foot three foot waves and you know it's middle it's middle of August or end of August so it's hot and I'm in full rain gear in the back of this little dinky boat and getting just slammed with water so we go to the bar at the end of the night and have a few beers and we meet these guys from I think they're from Illinois or Kentucky or something and they're up there for their week-long trip that they want to do, fishing for muskie. And, and uh, we got stopped in. I was like, all right, well, we'll meet back here tomorrow. And the uh, biggest fish buys around. I go, oh, okay. So we go out, and we, being 19 years old, we commenced to drinking with them till close. <laughs> So we knew, we knew we didn't really have to worry about them getting up early when they were like 40. So <laughs> yeah. we put the herd on them that way. <laughs> but we, we, already, we, we started playing the game right out of the game. Yeah. And uh, we headed back out to our place and woke up that morning and started fishing and weren't seeing much. And finally, we're, you, know, you know, heck with it. We're going to start fishing our way into the bar and. We were throwing nine-inch jakes, bouncing off the light rocks like we talked about earlier. And uh, spot we hit first, you know, one of the spots we hit, buddy hooks up, we get it in the net, 
50 and a half. Wow. And, you know, sweet. You know, we, you know, we got this. <laughs> you know, that's what we're thinking. We let his fish go, and now we'll hit, we saw a flash over here, you know, yesterday, so we'll hit one more spot. So we go over there, start casting. Um, not 15 minutes after we let his go, and that's where I caught my 51 and a half. Wow. On the way to the bar. <laughs> we get to the bar there, and and uh, those guys show up, and we got around a drink, and close the bar down again, and we got home from that trip. And a week later, I get a phone call from my buddy. He goes and he asked me, he "Goes, did I spend four hundred dollars at the bar that night?" <laughs> I started thinking about it, and yeah, he did. I think he bought three rounds for the entire bar. Oh, jeez. So you know, he, 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 he tied one off and went a little overboard. And, you know, we were all excited and everything, but it was a $400 night for him. Two fifties. Two fifties. Two fifties, that's great. Two fifties and 20 minutes and $400 night, so... Yeah, four hundred dollar night at nineteen. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, is it worth it? But you didn't pay it, so. <laughs> um, hey, I'm gonna have to cut you guys short. Well, we're gonna right, we'll man. wrap this up anyways. Yeah, thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll keep in touch. Yeah. All right. Talk, talk to you me. later. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. We're gonna we'll wrap this one up. Uh, Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com, Fatty Z Musky Products on Facebook, mcfishingguides.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook. Uh, friend request Todd Young. We'll see how long it takes, how many attempts. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, St. Croix Rods, best on earth. And uh, until next time, good luck fishing. <laughs>